0: Now, here's John Hansen, and let's get legal. 720 WGN, it's 110 on WGN. A very uh, happy. Rainy Saturday afternoon, a little gloomy outside. We need this rain though, so we'll certainly take it. Hey, we're going to be talking about Roe v. Wade scattered throughout the program. It will not be the entire show today, but of course, you can't have a legal program and not talk about it. Of course, and uh, we're kind of in the day after, and as we look forward, I want to bring on Karen Conti. You know her, you love her here on WGN, and she was a lifesaver for both myself. I was in for John Williams and Bob Surratt yesterday. Karen has a life of her own, by the way, and had to work in the court and had to. <laughs> Karen, you were so gracious to come on without even having time to read the opinion and offer some thoughts yesterday on both of those shows within the first hour of the news breaking. First of all, thanks for that. Second of all, now that you maybe have had some time to digest, look at it, what are your thoughts here on, I guess, day two?
1: Well, it's, this was totally expected. I mean, we saw the leak, of course, and we uh, we didn't think there was going to be a change in the opinion of the court here. Um, you know, I read it, and it's just like so many other opinions. You can take the law, and you can make it one way or the other way, depending on how you read it. And when when people say that the Supreme Court is not political, and they like to think of themselves as not political, I just don't buy into that. Because when I read the opinion, you know, I have an opinion on the way things should go. For sure, I, I do. But I try not to inflict that on other people. But as I was reading it, I could feel that Alito had just a real aversion to the whole issue of abortion and read the law the way he wanted it to come out in the end. And of course, the liberal justices did just the opposite. Right. So, you know, and both, both sides were well reasoned to right. some extent. And it's really just a matter of how we want this to come down. And uh, I, I just I just find it very interesting that it took fifty years for this to happen.
0: As we look forward now, I mean this is not just a one and done story. I mean, of course we have the trigger law states where abortion was immediately deemed illegal yesterday, but now we've got state legislatures that have to go through. We have confusion in Wisconsin. Does do we revert back to an eighteen forty six law? Yes or no? So this is gonna be something that plays out for weeks and months, Karen. <laughs>
1: Well, it is. And, you know, in our lifetime, at least in my lifetime, no woman really had to fight for the right to choose because when we were born or when we became of age, we, there was always that, that right. And we sort of took it for granted. Um, so now we don't even know how the politicians are going to play this out, because there's a thought that, that there are women on both sides of the aisle who don't like this this overturning. So, yes, we're going to see legislation all over the place. It's going to become a prime issue in, in politics. And then the courts, of course, are going to do what they're going to do, which is interpret the laws and uh, again, you know, will there be an executive, uh, uh, some sort of executive mandate? Will there be a constitutional amendment? And those are all questions down the
0: line. Yeah. And, you know, you bring up what's next. And, you know, I've seen a lot of chatter, uh, people that are, were pro-choice, blaming Democrats when they had a supermajority briefly in 2009 for not codifying Roe. And I see people on the right that say now, hey, if we get the House, we get the Senate and and the presidency by 2024, we can codify uh, no abortions allowed. And I guess my question for you is, well, that's all well and good on either side, right? And there's arguments to be made there. The, the Supreme Court can still overrule a congressional action. So that, that's no, there's no guarantee that a 2009 codification of Roe would have led to no ruling yesterday, right?
1: That, no, that's correct, but it'll probably be a different analysis, because right. the question would be, does our federal government have a right to tell the states how to legislate? And there are plenty of laws, and you know what's interesting, If you, I was just kind of looking at this right to privacy, which um, Judge Justice Alita such thing as a right to privacy. Uh, abortion wasn't even an, an issue back to the founding fathers. It's not mentioned in the Constitution. Well, women didn't have rights back right. on the days of the founding fathers. They weren't even really a person under the law. They they, they couldn't vote. They couldn't. Uh, they were considered chattel, uh, which is property. And so, but if you look at some of the privacy laws that have been issued by the federal government, like even HIPAA, that of course, is a, that is all about medical privacy. So how could the federal government uh, make laws about federal privacy when it comes to medical and this federal government not have the right to, to determine a woman's right to privacy? So there's a lot of, Things that need to be explained, and a lot of uh, court cases that are going to come down here.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I think that people, just to kind of correct me if I'm wrong, there's no word of privacy in the original Constitution, and there hasn't been in subsequent amendments. But, and this is where that law is, it just depends on what your analysis is. Some people argue that there is the right to privacy inherent in some of the amendments. And some of the Federalist papers that were written at the time say that it, it does exist in some of these amendments. Soldiers can't be quartered in your homes. Uh, you know, the ideas about search and seizure, you know, the, the, so that the privacy, while it's not spelled out, is inherent in the document itself. Other people say, no, if, if they wanted a right to privacy, they would have spelled it out or, or you can spell it out with the constitutional amendment. That's where we kind of get this law judicial interpretation, right? Well, of course. And And listen, the right to travel
1: and the right to vote are not in the Constitution right. either. So we have, and and there's no question that our Supreme Court over the years has talked about the issue of traveling freely and the right to vote, but those aren't spelled out in the Constitution. So again, we're picking and choosing here as to you know, parsing the word privacy. I mean, certainly the First Amendment allows privacy, re- freedom of religion, 14th Amendment um, prohibiting, the infringing on personal freedoms, and even Fourth Amendment right to, uh, not to be searched and seized by the government. And uh, of course, that has to do with your body as well as your property around you. So all of those rights are very broad and certainly can encompass a woman's most private right to control their, their body.
0: Yeah. it's it's a fascinating legal thing uh, to, to talk about and uh, but of course this impacts people in in the here and now and it it'll, it'll just be interesting to that, that's not that's not a great word to even describe what the next few weeks and months are and then of course there's the political angle of this in a midterm election year how this impacts it uh, and Karen I, I, I I'm sure you'll be a frequent guest on many programs over the get ready buckle in uh, <laughs> hope you're ready. <laughs>
1: Absolutely,
0: Karen. I appreciate your time. Thank you. All
1: right, John. Oh, take care. Have a nice weekend, everyone.
0: T- tomorrow, or is, are you going to be talking? I imagine you are talking Roe v. Yeah. Wade a little bit tomorrow. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we're going to we're going to delve into it, and then we're also going to be talking about the, the the opinion that came down very interesting about whether state funds can be used to to buy at religious schools and although that doesn't sound like a real interesting topic it really is because it could pave the way for um, all kinds of voucher programs across the country
0: yeah for sure all right karen we'll be listening tomorrow afternoon okay all right the great karen conti who is so accommodating I-, I can't even imagine if you're working your job as a lawyer and then we're all like hey come mm-hmm. on the radio hold on gotta leave the courthouse but she always does it for us we appreciate it